Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Best Things Pod as well. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Aaron. Hello, Internet. Welcome in to the Best Things Podcast. I'm your host, Craig. Across from me, your host, Aaron, who survived. I survived. You're alive. I made it, yeah. <laughs> uh, the plane did not crash that I was on. As far on, as you know. <laughs> as far as I know, because I was not on the plane. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta walk us through this story. Okay, yeah. It is incredible. Uh, I do want to go on a quick rant at American <laughs> Airlines. I've tagged them and everything on socials as well, just to make sure that they feel my outrage. But three hours before our flight was supposed to leave for Memorial Day weekend, American canceled our flight to Salt Lake City and encouraged me to rebook it for the next morning. And so frustrated, but with no other options at the moment, I do so. And then receive an email that says, hey, we might cancel your flight tomorrow as well. (laughs) Uh, Man, that's not a good feeling. So all of a sudden, middle of the morning, we're like, okay, we could lose two days if they cancel tomorrow, you know. We're like, let's just throw everything in the car and let's do a major road trip. Let's just get to Utah. A major road 1,400 trip. 1,400 miles. A big, yeah, big, big thing. You know, uh, and we talked about on this show a few months ago about the best things about road trips. Yeah. You know, and road trips are fun. We just hadn't intended on doing this one, but middle of the morning would have been nice to have left earlier in the day. Yeah. But we throw everything in. I cancel the flight for the next morning myself. And it's a good thing that I did because I signed up for text alerts from American on the flights. And three hours after we leave for Utah, they go ahead and preemptively cancel the following day's (laughs) rescheduled flight. So had we chosen to have waited, we might have never made it to Utah. I don't know. Yeah. Can you imagine if you had waited? You probably would have... Conceivably, just cancel the trip. Well, yeah. I mean, if you've missed two days, two full days of us trying to pack in all of the national parks we were going to, it was just, it was going to be a ruined trip. Thankfully, it turned out to be a, a really good trip. One that we, and you know, we've talked about planning and organizing. Right. You know, yeah. how I like to plan and organize. Yeah. And I had already said that I didn't do a whole lot of planning on this trip. I let Erica do most of it. And then to just all of a sudden, we're going to up and change. We're not flying. We're not renting a car. We're going to drive 1,400 miles. This was all just like we're flying by the seat of our pants on this one. And (laughs) we're winging it. We don't know where we're staying tonight. We're just, we're on a legit road trip, wind in our hair. I mean, there's got to be pros and cons to that. I mean, there's probably some fun, like just just going where the wind takes you. Yeah. But there's also the panic of. (laughs) Yes. Now we have to, I mean, it's going to cost you money probably. Oh, yeah. Because you didn't research stuff out yeah. as much as you wanted to. Well, it, I mean, it cost us two extra nights on the road having to stay to drive 1,400 miles. Yeah. We lost our first night in Utah uh, that we had already paid for. We we lost our last night in Utah that we had already paid for at our Airbnb because we had to leave early. So uh, I still have yet to get any kind of answer from American Airlines. No, you never will. But uh, they're going to continue to hear from me, and I'm sure a lot of other people as well. And it wasn't just American. Yeah. It was a bad weekend. It for was a bad weekend. Over 3,000 flights were canceled. American is historically terrible. Yeah. I mean, I've always had problems with American. Um, 
they constantly will delay or cancel or lump people in together. I mean, it's just or split people up. Right. They're just well. When I rebooked our flight for the next day, we were not able to sit together unless I spent forty five dollars to upgrade one of the seats. <laughs> Which I chose to do. Yeah. And then after I canceled my flight, I still haven't got my $45 back yet on that seat either. So, you know, I guess we're going to go round and round on this. Wow. uh, With American. Uh, Uh, American, obviously not a sponsor. And no. American, if you'd like to stop us from just flaming you, uh, sponsor the podcast. Uh, (laughs) We'll require at least $45. How much much do they put you out? Uh, Another $600 in, in lost hotels and airbnbs so here's the amount that you have to pay to sponsor an episode of this podcast that reaches dozens of people that's right Uh, (laughs) how was your memorial day uh it was good it was it was kind of chill i guess we uh you know it's rib weekend for us so there was lots of rib eating i actually had some rib leftovers today oh man i've been thinking about Uh, ribs all day um it was i mean other than that was pretty chill doing some stuff around the house um taking it easy i mean it's what you do on a holiday weekend right extra day you, you try to lounge around get some stuff done that's we're pretty basic and boring that's always you know that's yeah. relaxing yeah. so uh, nice. one thing that we uh do like to do around memorial day weekend is be outside yeah and i think that brings us to today's topic it does um this was your pick and i like this pick i think this is a lot of fun we're going to be talking about outdoor games so if you can play a game outside we're going to talk about it today uh outdoor games i I like outdoor games. Uh, you know, we're we're in summer now. The, the weather's been pretty decent. Today's a beautiful day here. Today's great. Um, it's not a typical day for us no. at this point. Low humidity. Yeah. All things considered, um, you know, spring is usually pretty good if you can avoid s- tornadoes and storms. Uh, but I like outdoor games when I don't have to sweat too much. <laughs> Uh, I just, I hate to sweat. And in Arkansas, usually the humidity, you're just drenched. Oh yeah. Like within, you know, five minutes of me being outside and the humidity, I'm, I got got a wet t-shirt on. Yeah. Uh, and nobody wants to see that. No, cause that's not the contest that we were going for. That is not. Uh, but so we're going to talk about yard games today and, uh, talk about all the things about them. So let's just, you ready to just dive into it? Let's dive. Let's dive. Before we figure out which one's the best thing. We have to talk about all the things. It's time for the thing about the things. All right, so we're going to talk about all the things. We're going to talk about uh, our our favorite yard games and outdoor games. I I'm going to be honest with you. My list leans toward like your your stuff you play in the backyard or at the beach or at the park or stuff like that. There's obviously a lot of other outdoor games. Um, I mean. The, the major ones are on TV right now, you know? Oh, yeah. You got baseball and football and stuff like that. Um, but I don't know how your list looks or what the things you have on it. Mine, typically, you can play in a backyard or a park. Yeah. Uh, same here. Uh, what is what's, – what's, what do you think is the most common, like the most common outdoor game? If we had to pick one, I have any, I, gotta, I guess I need to look up our tiebreaker. Oh, yeah. Is there know. a Ranker article about yeah. this? Uh, Surely there is. I, I, have, I have a feeling we're going to have to stop saying Ranker so we can get them to sponsor us. Yeah. Uh, but go ahead and what, what do you think is the most popular? I'm not going to look. I'm just curious what we think right now. I would have to say I feel, I would think volleyball would rank up pretty high on most people's list. I know that's a that's kind of an outdoor game that, that we gravitate toward your classic 
horseshoes, I think would have to be way up there. I would, I would think uh, the, the first one that came to mind was cornhole. Corn, yeah, yeah. Um, you know that is now that got do, really big during quarantine. Is the I don't know the history of cornhole. I don't know if you know the history of cornhole. I do. Do you know okay. some history Good, of cornhole? I was just, in my mind, I feel like this is a relatively new thing. Oh no, sir! No. It is. It is quite old. Okay. Um, so there's actually um, some varying historical research done on cornhole. They're not quite sure where it originated. I do know that it is now professionally governed by the American yep. Cornhole Organization, the ACO, founded in 2004 uh, by Frank Greers in Milford, Milford, Ohio. So 2004, it became officially an organized sport, uh, governed tournaments. I mean, it's on ESPN. It's on ESPN. It's everywhere now. now. Yeah. But depending on the research, there are multiple theories about its invention. So there are four prevailing theories that it could be, and they just don't know which one is the most accurate. A, cornhole began when ancient peoples tossed rocks into holes in the ground. Okay. Makes sense. I don't know if they were how deep their scoring system was, but uh, that's that's kind of where it, where it lands. B, Illinois Native American Blackhawk, let me say that again. Illinois' Native American Blackhawk tribes tossed dry bean-filled pig bladders back and forth as a game. C, it was invented by a Kentucky farmer, or or almost said four. Or D, the Germans invented it. Now, out of all of those, the Kentucky farmer is probably the most likely. <laughs> I was going to say, if if we're getting to choose what we want out of these, I'm choosing the Kentucky farmer that came up with this idea. That's probably the most likely. I want the dried bean filled pig bladder to be the one. Just that's the most interesting to me. That is interesting. It sounds a lot a lot like the beginning of football. Yeah, because it was a. a pig bladder i believe or a pig stomach yeah maybe a sheep stomach something uh-huh. some sort of internal intestinal thing was used yeah is you know um i i was just you know that i can't believe i didn't think of cornhole when i started talking about it because driving over here i've got a I've got a big arkansas razorback set of cornhole what do you call those boards boards yeah yeah i've got them in the back of the, really? the car right now yeah, i've got you know? some in my garage um i i like cornhole i'm pretty good at cornhole if I'm if 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 I'm allowed to kind of toot my own horn a little bit, I'm not like awesome, but like I'm pretty, I'm fairly accurate uh, when I'm when I'm from playing. what distance though? Your standard standard distance. I mean, I'm not quite sure what that exactly is, but like, you know, ten, fifteen, twenty feet, something like that. I think that it's uh the last time we played because I was looking up the cornhole rules. That's what I was trying to get here. They have a, a okay twenty seven feet. Wow! So that's the the organized sport. That seems far. Wait, the court length from the back of one cornhole board to the back of the other one is forty five feet. Wow! Long. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, w- I could I think I could still do that. We we never we never honestly we never. We never take the measure out and say that we're, it's got to be regulation. We always just set it up, you know, a distance apart from each other and just start playing. Is is it your favorite outdoor game? Um, I will I will save that in my back pocket for the bracket. I don't want to give anything away right now. It's but it's uh, up there for sure. It doesn't require a lot of energy. No, 
You just toss a bag back and forth. Well, you have to have a partner. It's good for do it the right way. To, yeah. It's good for most ages. Yeah. You know, probably, you know, two to 92. Yeah. Four to probably not two. 84. Yeah. Um, we, you know, we, we both work with teenagers a lot and I will set up cornhole for, uh, students and teenagers don't have sometimes the attention span for cornhole. Um, what usually happens, especially for the younger teenagers is they will start out playing a game of cornhole and get bored with it pretty quickly and then just start they trying to throw trick shot. The- <laughs> they'll, they'll go like a hundred feet on the other side of a building, just trying to see if they can yeah. launch it and make it in the hole. Like they're doing dude. Perfect. Stuff exactly. With, yeah. With cornhole. They think they're a YouTube star at that mm-hmm. point. Yep. Uh, have you ever played washers? Yeah. Cause it's basically cornhole with washers. Right. There's a lot of those yard games that have that similar tie washers, horseshoes, um, ladder ball, you know, they all kind of involve throwing something to get to a target. The, uh, horseshoes, since you brought it up, where, where are you at on horseshoes? I am not great. Neither am I. Somebody got me a horseshoe set a couple years ago. I think I got it as a Christmas gift. We had a we had an unseasonably warm Christmas a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh, the last two Christmases, yeah. I think. It's been up in the 70s. It's been yeah. nice. We've been able to go do outdoor games on Christmas Day, which is kind of weird. I wouldn't call it nice, but uh, it was... I like my Christmases like 30 degrees. I want, it, I want it freezing on Christmas. Oh, I'm with you, but I'm just talking weather-wise... It was, I was wearing shorts on yeah. Christmas this last year. <laughs> we were smoking brisket in the backyard and playing horseshoes on Christmas Day, which is kind of weird for us. But uh, horseshoes, it's not one that I've played. I've, I always think of old men. You're right, yeah. When I think of horseshoes, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of fun playing it. Horseshoes reminds me of golf in the fact that I think I'm better than I am, and I always think I can be better than I am while I'm playing it. I'll yes. throw it. I'll get close. I'm like, oh, I can do better. In reality, I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to get better at this game. It was one of those games where I was, again, surprised at how far the actual distance was supposed to be when it was set up. Yeah. And, you know, I'm probably just way out of shape. But after <laughs> several games of throwing those oh, horseshoes yeah. that far. When you, when you have a real horseshoe, too. It was, I was... You know, my arms were tired. They make them now rubber or plastic also, but when you get a real iron yeah, horseshoe what or whatever they are. I mean, it was a workout. Yeah. But there's satisfaction when you hear that clang. You oh. know, that, okay. No, that doesn't do it. No, still nothing. I thought Very I could close. replicate it on the mic yeah. stand, but I can't. Uh, but it's it's a satisfying sound, you know, when, it you, is. when you ring it. Yep. That's what they call it, right? A ringer. When you get yourself a ringer. Yeah. Um, Another kind of throwing, tossing game, uh, bocce ball. Yeah, that's one I've never played. That's like a beach game, isn't it? You got to have sand? No, you can play it in the yard. Can you? Yeah, you can play it anywhere. Bocce ball is, uh, I didn't realize how popular it is. It is the third most played sport in the world behind soccer and golf. What? The third most played sport in the world, bocce ball. No way. Yeah. Uh, regulated in the U.S. by the Bocce Federation, created in 1977. Um, bocce can be traced back to, uh, 5,200 BC. Like this has been played for a long time. And I'm assuming, you know, the basic premise of it is you have a smaller ball and you, you rock, paper, scissors, or you, you, I don't know, you, you determine high number or whatever, 
whoever gets to throw it, whichever team or person gets to throw it, they throw that ball out there, and then you're just trying to get your ball closer to the the main ball. Like that's the goal. You got to get yours closer. I have never team. played. You never played. That's I that's the basic premise. I didn't know what the premise yeah. was either. It, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's oh, it's a coin flip. Sorry, coin flip. Toss the smaller ball uh, beyond the center of the court, then roll the larger bocce balls as close to it as possible. The winning team must score 12, 16, or twenty-one points. Huh. So it's a very simple game. Do you have a bocce ball set? I used to, long time ago. Um, I, I haven't had it for a while now. It's fun. I mean, it's very chill. Um, it reminds me a little bit of, for me, it falls in like with a, a, a cube or a, a croquet, that kind of, or, well, croquet is kind of different. Croquet is more like golf. Yeah. Uh, I guess it would be, I'm trying to think of what bocce would be compared to as far as probably, probably something like cube would be the closest thing to it. So since you mentioned that one, that's, that's the next one I was going to bring up because it has become... Probably our favorite really? outdoor yard game the last uh, few years, and uh, I think you introduced it to us uh, yeah. a few years ago. Which my brother introduced it to me. Yes. And, I mean, you talk about the history of a game. Yeah. I, I always enjoy when new people come over to play and we introduce it to them, and they're like, oh, I've never heard of this. I just, I love giving them the history yeah. of Coob. Give, give us the history. So, it's a, it, this goes back to the Viking days. After they would finish pillaging a village, they would then take the the femurs of the people that they have pillaged, and you know, uh, you were searching for pillaged, <laughs> uh, and they would uh, they would then take the uh, you know the skulls and line them up at the uh, opposite end, and the femurs would become the sort of the baton like you would use in kub. And you'd throw it, and you'd knock the skulls over, and then in the center of the field is the king's head. Mm-hmm. And, it, I mean, it's just, it's such a brutal yeah. history <laughs> to this game. Word. You know, everybody's like, oh, this looks like a really nice yard. It's like, oh, man, this is a fantastic yard game. Let me tell you the brutal history yeah. of what we're about to do, and, and now pick up someone's femur and throw it over there at that head. <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's hilarious to watch reactions as you tell it. We love taking Coob to the beach. Every time we go, it's, it's, it's for us, it's a great beach game. Um, you play it at, you know, it's a, it's a little bit, I don't want to say more difficult, but it's a little different playing on sand. Than I would imagine grass. So. Uh, but it's, it's equally as fun. Um, and we usually go out on the days that we're out there at dusk, you know, maybe we go shopping or it's a rainy day in the morning and it clears up in the afternoon. We'll go out at dusk or a, an hour or so before sunset, hop out there you just walk off. You can create the court in the sand, and then you can throw it out there. It's always a lot of fun. My brother, uh, who who introduced the game to me, um, goes and uh, or he has. I don't know if he has done it this year, but in years past, he's he's been part of an Arkansas team that goes and competes at nationals, like the national yeah, competition, big, yeah. uh, which in um, December thirteenth in two thousand eleven in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, declared itself to be the Coob Capital of North America. And so that is that is the big home of Coob. Uh, you know, we, we're watching college baseball right now, and like you know, Omaha is the home of college baseball. Right. Eau Claire is the home of Coob, and so that's like the mecca where people go in the U.S. at least or North America. 
uh, to play in these big national tournaments. And, and it's my brother has told many stories of, of how competitive it can get and how specific and detailed these teams can Because you do it with teams. Right. You can do it individually, but it's usually played uh, competitively with, with teams. Yes. And, man, there's every person on the team has a different role to play. You know, you've got your, your person throwing in the coobs. you got the, your, your person throwing the batons. you got your, your king slayer. I mean, you got all these different people playing these roles. It's, it's really interesting. The uh, it, it's a very simple game to learn. Yeah, it can be a dangerous game though. <laughs> yeah. We played it in Florida. Speaking of femurs, <laughs> yeah, I took one to the femur last year, a baton that we were playing on a hard surface uh, down in Pensacola, and it bounced, and I was trying to get out of the way of the baton, and man, it nailed me in the kneecap. And it swelled up so big, I could barely move my knee for the next two days. I mean, it hurt so bad. And, I mean, it was just like this hollow, you know, sound when it hit. Oh, yeah. Everybody just heard it. And I was like, oh, no, it's going to be fine. And it just started swelling up. And I could, like, I can't bend my knee. Yeah. So. You can get you a gash, a pretty good gash. You can. When one hits you. Yeah. I mean, these are just solid wood blocks. Yep. I'm surprised. I have not seen a plastic set. I don't think plastic would work as well. I don't think so either. Especially if it was any kind of hollow. I like the simplicity of the game. I mean, they're just wooden blocks. Yeah. Um, it's something, if you're if you're kind of one of those DIY people, and you enjoy working with wood, it'd be a fun game just to make. You yeah. Know? Uh, well, my, my brother has done woodworking, and so I don't think he made his own set, but he, had, he took it and, like, Varnished it and painted Ooh. it, and stained it. So his set looks really, really nice. nice. It's red, yeah. white, blue with with wood trim or wood trim with the red, white, and blue on on the the head and stuff. I haven't done that with my set, uh, but yeah, he he his looks really, really, really nice. Oh wow, yeah. So you could you could do a lot, but I I, I agree with you. Like I, I do think the the simplicity of it is is really attractive. What about croquet? Let's talk about croquet. Um, I loved croquet as a kid. I have not played it in years, though. Same. I don't have a. I don't have a set. I remember. I mean, that's one of the things I can remember from being a child is when my parents would have people over, that they would always have the croquet set up in the backyard. Uh, and I haven't played it in probably twenty years. Yeah, it's but I can just time. I can remember them mm-hmm. uh, doing it. You know, hitting the ball through the little uh, horseshoe or the little gateway things. Yeah. You know, uh, it feels. And again, I don't know if you have the history of this pulled up or not, but in my mind, it feels like this is a fancy game. I feel like this is something that uh, people in France, maybe England, like after you've had tea and biscuits, they probably weren't eating ribs. I feel like they were dressed (laughs) up, you know, in fancy clothes. Guys were in like top hats, tails, women were in the, the big Victorian dress. And then they go, and it, it feels like it is a sophisticated game. Like, we're going to retire to the, you know, they probably didn't call it a backyard either. There's probably a better name for, yeah. for the backyard. And we're going we're gonna to play croquet. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you're spot on. That's what I always think of, too. According to Wikipedia, the oldest document to bear the word croquet with a description of the modern game is the set of rules registered by a Brit, I believe, in November of 1856 uh, in London. Boom. So it's now a public office and public record. Um, in 1868, there was the first uh, the first meet was hap- happened in London. Uh, oh, it's it's the same year. The all the All England Croquet Club was formed in Wimbledon, 
London. Wow. So we're, we're, we're feeling the fancy, yep. right? Uh, the first origin theory, let me look at this. Da, 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 da. The first explanation is that the ancestral game was introduced in Britain, oh, even earlier, uh, to Britain from France yeah. during the 1660s, uh, during the reign of Charles II of England, Scotland, and Ireland. So this was this was this was a game played by kings and by royalty. Uh, it feels like almost uh, a lot like polo, isn't it? Yeah, without the horses. Pretty much. I mean, honestly, as far as I can tell. Uh, but you're right. It, it does feel like a fancy game. It, it's it's one you would do after afternoon tea out on you the You would lawn. have like tiny finger sandwiches. Yeah. People have, you know, ladies with parasols. Yeah. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. And there's it some is. good strategy involved, too. Yes. You know, yes. you got to hit that, that just right to get the other ball to move forward. And uh, you can't hit it like a golf ball, really. You no. want to. You want to just besides be beside it, but you got to do it between the legs, right? I think that's correct. I think that's. I the, mean, it's been so long. Real way you're supposed to do it. I just I remember my parents. I, I think must have had a good set, or maybe things were higher quality twenty twenty five years. Yeah. They, and they bought it probably thirty plus years ago. But I've seen a few people with croquet sets in the last few years, and it's like they they break really easy, like the the mallets and stuff. I've mm. seen a few people. And like snap! I don't know if they're playing it wrong. <laughs> they're trying to play golf with it, and it's That's like probably true. Four, smack it! But uh, I want to. I want to play croquet again. I do you know, too. Now that we're talking about it and looking at it, I'm going to look on Amazon. I'm I gonna, go back in my mind, thinking that was fun when I, I was a kid. Our yard would be a good croquet yard, though. I think because I like our grass tall, and I think you need pretty shorter. Pretty, it's not going to roll very. Yeah, I think you need a little thinner grass i've got enough room at my place that, that we could play it yeah it, it's not uh you know we live out in the country and so it's kind of a, a rough terrain which you know when but we used to play a lot at my grandparents house and they lived out in the country and that kind of made it more exciting like you had to you had to set up your little course around trees and rocks yeah. and and you know the dog go chase at a, a croquet ball or something i think we're gonna have to do that this summer we are we really we really do need to uh what else do you have Okay, um, do you remember Capture the Flag? Yeah, play it a lot. Well, I don't play it as much now. I, I tell teenagers how to play it. This is a game typically younger people will play, but it's one from my memory of being one of the most fun games that we did, and now we combine it, because again, I play it a lot with teenagers, we do it every summer where we combine capture the flag with a water balloon oh, yeah. fight. And those two things seem to go like hand in glove together. Water balloons and capture the flag. Fantastic, especially in the south where it's really hot. Yeah. <laughs> you you involve water balloons, you find a way to involve that. It becomes a lot of fun. I do have a story. I broke my front tooth playing Capture the Flag when I was young. Really? So there's a lot of memories. Um, <laughs> like, it just cracked it diagonally. Somebody tripped me, fell. Uh, we were playing it in a gym that day. I hit the gym floor and just cracked it diagonally. Oh, my I've gosh. I've had three root canals over my life due to that. Um, so I'll never forget Capture the Flag. But I love to mix it with water balloons. Yeah. Where, uh, where you're tagging people with the water balloon. It's awesome. 
It it is probably one of the 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 games you can have the most variations to. Oh yeah, there's a ton of them. I mean, we we do it we do it multiple times a year. Like well, just this past weekend with those students, we did it with uh, Nerf Nerf guns. Yes, you know, as a Nerf yes. war, uh, we've done it with like color powder. You know, you're having the color yes. powder war. Um, you know, you can do it at night with glow sticks or you know neon stuff. I mean. There's there's a billion ways you can play the game, and you can do it with you know five people or fifty. I yes. mean, it, it just it, the options are unlimited. It is the uh, and we always like to do water balloons, but it feels like if you're just doing a straight up water balloon fight, yeah, they're gone right like that. Yeah, so when you can take water balloons and mix it into something else that kind of limits yeah. how much people use them, we can make the water balloons last a lot longer. Yeah. Um, and on the subject of water balloons, the dude who invented the self-tying water balloons a few years ago. <laughs> yes. That man Game deserves uh, a Nobel Prize. <laughs> yeah, that the, is the Presidential Medal of Freedom. A he, fantastic invention. Because that was the worst part of water balloons. Oh, yeah. They're a lot of fun, but to have to try to deal with them. Oh, individually taking time? Put oh, that thing onto the, onto the... Water hose and they just drop yeah, off. Yeah, what thirty, a hundred at a time? Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's, it's, a, it's incredible. Yeah, you know, yeah. There's some that 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 pop before they 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 pop out. You know, you're, you're going to have some casualties. You're going to have some collateral damage, but it's still way worth it every time. Now, here is one that I saw. I've never heard of this. Uh, it's a ball. You throw it around the backyard with each other. You put all of your ice cream stuff in the middle of the ball. What? Yes. It's called a soft shell ice cream ball. What? You put all your stuff inside of it, and I guess there's something that freezes it inside. You go out for like 30 minutes, and you you get your team, and you're playing with the ball. And when you're done, you open it up, and it's made ice cream. It's frozen what? the ice cream. Play. So that sounds like one of the most amazing <laughs> that things. That is interesting. Yes. That's wild. Yeah. I need to find that. It says it's 41 bucks at Amazon. Feels kind of high. How big is the ball? Uh, like baseball size, soccer ball. We're talking exercise ball here. Well, I mean, what, what are the dimensions? Eight and a half inch diameter. Okay. So about the width of a piece of paper. Yep. Okay. Yep. It's a... Uh, that, is, that is a very there it is interesting with the top concept. open where you serve ice cream out of it. I would be so worried the top would fall off. Pop off? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody would hit it just right, and it would be gone. Uh, that's interesting, though. So so you put ice cream in it, or you put milk and, and all yeah, the ingredients? You put the ingredients really? in it. Really? And as you throw it and do whatever, you're churning the ice cream. Wow. So I feel like that would be incredible for parents who are trying to get oh, their gosh, kids to yeah. do something. Like, hey, hey go if outside. If you want ice cream. You, if you want ice cream, <laughs> you want dessert tonight, you got to head outside and play. That's you know? I guess you got to fit that whole thing in the freezer. I would assume you gotta so. you got to have room for it in your freezer somehow. Or the I'm. It looks like it may have some sort of container that goes into the middle of it, so oh, okay. you may freeze that. Gotcha. But that I mean that looks amazing. That is that's innovative. I like innovation in in yard games. That's fun to me. Um, I got another one for you. One of uh, one of my another one of my favorites that I don't get to play very often. Wiffle ball. Oh, I forgot about wiffle ball. Yeah. You just get out in the backyard or find a park or something and you just play your play yourself a game of wiffle ball. They have wiffle ball tournaments. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember as a kid, I would always uh, run a little duct tape around the wiffle ball 
to add a little extra weight to it. So you're to, starting to defeat the purpose of a wiffle ball, is what you're saying? Like, you when know. I get a close to baseball as I can without breaking a window, that's that's what I, I'm picturing happening here. I, I need some distance, but I don't want to break the window. Don't, exactly. <laughs> don't want to hurt anybody, but we want it to have a little more speed to it. Because sometimes it can be tough to throw those wiffle balls. It can. Uh, wiffle ball was invented by a Connecticut father for his son in 1953. The father was a semi-pro baseball pitcher. His son, wanting to follow in his dad's footsteps, practiced throwing sliders and curveballs with a golf ball. Uh, and if, yeah, that would have done damage to the kid's arm uh, by trying to throw a golf ball like that. Okay. So uh, as a solution, the dad created a number of designs before settling on two concave halves of, a, of plastic with eight different perforations. The son named it Wiffle Ball, uh, a derivative from the term whiff, which people in their neighborhood used to identify as a strike. So anytime, you know, they just called a strike a whiff and Wiffle Ball was born. Uh, one of my favorite things I come across on TikTok is a live account of a like professional Wiffle Ball. League. Wow. And so they just have a camera set up in the corner and every, I don't know if it's every night, but it's like at least certain times of the week. They they play wiffle ball games and it's 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 this really professional looking thing. It's a small like a t ball size uh, field, and uh, it's just these grown men out there just playing wiffle ball. And uh, I, it makes me want to get you know a yes. group of nine guys together and just go play some wiffle ball. Yes. Uh, of course, now they have all the variations of the balls. Where you've got the I don't think it's called dizzy ball, but it's a uh, what's the Maybe it is called Dizzy Ball. The one where you where you throw it and it goes all over the place. Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh yeah, uh, I have to figure out. I find what some major is. advancements in uh, wiffle ball technology. Yeah, it's like uh, oh, it starts with a B. B something ball. I, I don't know. Uh, I can't. Breaking ball. <laughs> no, that's a real baseball term. Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but like yeah, it's it's got all these different curves in it. So when you throw it, it does not go straight. Like it, it, it's going all over the place. It's catching all the wind, and it just does this. So it makes it incredibly hard to hit, and so and and also hard to throw and, and get there. So it's like a dizzy bat. Dizzy Is it ball. legal to play with it? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not illegal, but like in a wiffle ball game, no. I mean, yeah, you're not going to use that unless both teams agree. You know, that that's the game you're playing. But uh, yeah, it's wild, man. I can see that that would be fun. Yeah. Um, We've played with uh, wiffle softballs before too. Like they make bigger wiffle balls ah. for softball, and they're thicker uh, to give it that little extra weight. So you can't hit the wiffle softballs. It's ironic, you know. In regular baseball, you can hit a baseball further than you can a softball. Correct. But wiffle's the opposite because of the extra plastic. You can send it further. You can smack a, a wiffle softball further than you can a wiffle. That makes sense. Baseball. But. I, I love wiffle ball, man. Yes. It's a lot of fun. I haven't played it again. Something I haven't played in years. Is this, we've said this about a lot of these little games. You think it's because, and you've noticed the games we've said we've played have been games where you stand still. Is it because we're getting older or lazier? <laughs> <laughs> these games we're having to move around and run. We stopped playing. <laughs> like lots of activity in outdoor games. The older you get, the less you play those games. That's right. Uh, like another one that I remember uh, playing a lot, and I still enjoy playing it, is dodgeball. Ah, yeah, dodgeball. I mean, 
I see the meme people share where it shows the dodgeball. It's like you can still hear the sound of this yeah. hitting you. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, there's a specific sound that dodgeball has when you're playing it, and you get hit with that rubber ball. 100%. Uh, love dodge- kickball is another one. Yeah. I haven't played kickball in so long. No. Uh, always fun, though. Yeah. It's always fun. There's a new generation of games coming to kind of two that, that has come in the last probably 10, 15 years. Uh, one of those, uh, these are these are the last two I'll mention before we, we can move on, unless you've got some others. Um, Spikeball. I am terrible at Spikeball, but I love watching I've it. never played. I've always wanted to. It is, you've got to have some serious hand-eye coordination and the you know athletic ability <laughs> to be able to play this game. If you're not familiar, there's a net in the middle. you got a small ball, teams of two, and you s- spike the ball onto the net, and then the other team has to... You know, you can tap it to your teammate, but the object is get it back to the net and up in the air, causing the other team to run around. Um, it is incredible to watch, and it's fun to play. I'm just not very good at it. Again, it's one of those sports I have seen on ESPN. Right, yeah. Where they have tournaments, yeah. and those guys are really talented. It's a big beach game. Yeah. Uh, and another one is Can Jam. I like playing Can Jam. Okay, I don't know what that is. It's you have two. Uh, they make them now portable, so you can get them in plastic or even collapsible, um, like nylon. But it's two essentially looking like five gallon buckets. Okay, uh, with a slit cut out in the middle of it, uh, wide enough for a frisbee to go into. And so one person, it's a little bit like cornhole, in the fact that one person is throwing a frisbee. Your teams of two. One's throwing the Frisbee, and the goal is to get that Frisbee into the can. And you've got two ways of doing it. You can either go through the slit, or your partner can tap it in through the top of the the bucket. Uh, Going through the slit gives you like five points. Through the top gives you a point or three points. Uh, But then uh, the defense can also try to swat it out of the way. So... uh, that that's another one who's you know it's it's not as popular but it's a lot of fun to play pretty easy going play in the backyard. I was going to mention frisbee because it's just such a simple yeah. We were throwing a frisbee around a few weeks ago and it's like man I forgot how fun just throwing one of these discs yep. around actually is. Uh, you ever play ultimate frisbee? No, I love ultimate it, man. It, it looks like a lot of oh, fun. It's so much fun. I we took we went on a spring break retreat and. Uh, we played it for a little bit out there and uh, realized I'm old and uh, you know, just bothered the ankle a little bit more that day. But, man, it's fun. Somebody for Christmas this year got me a giant outdoor Yahtzee, yard Yahtzee. Oh, that's cool. So Big old dice? Yeah. Wooden? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, we're going to have to bring that one over. Yeah. I feel like we need to get together and have like just a – because we love to do our game nights. Yeah. we Before it just like – Last this where it's too much uh, hotter. We need to do it outdoor game night. Yeah, yeah. We grill some burgers. Yes, you know because cheeseburgers are the goat. Like they're the one best of, food. It, yeah, it's one of the fifteen best foods that exist. <laughs> uh, it's top twenty at least. It's top five, top three. I'm going to mention one more. This one, it's outdoor. It's hard to play this one at home, but it's one of my favorite things to do, and that's mini golf. Yeah. Which you can also play indoor. There's a lot of indoor courses. There out are. There. I always enjoy the outdoor courses. And anytime we're traveling, going places, we're always looking for new mini golf courses to mm-hmm. play at. Uh, and there, I mean, there's a lot of exciting 
mini golf places. We've done some of the indoor ones, and to me, they just never live up to the fun of the outdoor. Unless it's like a glow-in-the-dark neon kind of vibe. Yes, we've there, done one of those, like a blacklight mini golf. Yeah. Everywhere, everywhere else is trying to replicate an outdoor course inside. Like they're mm-hmm. making it sound like nature, and you yep. got a waterfall, and like, we'll just do it outside. I mean, I get weather and stuff like that, but yeah, you're right. Out, you can't beat outside. Especially when we go to out, out west in Yellowstone last year, uh, in Colorado, we've done several. When you're in the mountains, it's fantastic. Yeah. Know, playing, playing mini golf out there. So, non backyard outdoor games. Mini golf's probably, yeah, it's probably gotta, my favorite. Yeah, it's got to be up there. Are are you good at mini golf? I I think so. Yeah, I think so. Better at mini golf than real golf? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'm not good at real golf. I always again, it's it's golf. So I think I'm better at it than I am, and I get frustrated when I'm not doing when I'm playing how I usually play, which is an average to to below average. Lauren usually beats me, <laughs> you know, almost every time when we will play mini golf. And that makes me feel shame because I'm like, I, I am, I am into sports. I'm not like a big athlete, but like I get around, I, I'm, I'm not terrible at sports. And yet my wife beats me in mini golf. I think it's just a different it's, skill set, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um, all right. Now we're going to take a, um, a short break from our talk on outdoor games to, uh, talk about what you have to talk about. We love hearing you talk about us. It's time for the best things about the best things. Want to hear your feedback on the show? Email us at feedback at bestthingspod.com. Tweet at us at bestthingspod or leave us a review. Okay, we got some feedback from one of our previous episodes not that long ago. We did a whole episode on ice cream, Aaron. Yes. And uh, we, we started something. We started something where we had a question of the week. Yeah. And I think we're going to continue this. I'm going to let you think about the question while I give some feedback. Okay. Um, so we, we asked the question. Uh, this was your question that you asked the people, what is your favorite ice cream topping? And uh, we got a few responses. Um, and so I'm going to read them off for you right now. And uh, feel free. We, we, we love your feedback. Write us a review. Tweet at us. Reply to our Instagram stories. We're going to be asking stuff every episode to get your feedback. Um, so favorite ice cream toppings, uh, Hannah B. Bunting said strawberry boba. As an ice cream topping? As an ice cream topping. I've never heard of that. I haven't. E- I mean, I've heard of boba, but right, I've never but heard of it on ice cream. Wow. I, I would, I'd be interested in trying I it. I would try it. Sure. Um, Aaron Lindsay Long says hot fudge. That's that's mine. You can't go wrong with oh, hot fudge. I love hot fudge, man, because it's a, it's a contrast in temperature, and then that hot fudge starts to cool down, so it slows slows down is the best way I could describe it. Like it thickens up, and it it's it, like lava that just yes. kind of starts to get slower. And oh my gosh, mm-hmm. it's so good. Uh, Michael Durosset says, uh, "Good ice cream doesn't need toppings." You know, that's that, a good that, take. That's kind of like steak. A good steak doesn't need steak sauce. If yeah. you're eating a quality that's ice cream, a great it way to put it. I have no problems with that take. Yeah. Uh, Brianna underscore love underscore underscore one says cherries. I feel like it gives it more flavor and natural fruit. Okay. But you can't use maraschino cherries then because yeah, no. that's not, you don't find maraschino <laughs> cherries in nature anywhere. That's absolutely true. Uh, EP Livingston says gummy freaking bears 
I mentioned that on the podcast. You did. I told, and you looked at me like this is a strange, did, and thing. I still think it's strange. You, you're gonna have to try it. I guess so. You've got to try you, it. You were snacking on some gummy worms right before this. So, yes. I mean. <laughs> yes. Um, Seth, a time out. Time out. Okay. Also, because they're kind of in the gummy family, try Sour Patch Kids in your ice cream. In your ice cream? Boom. Really? Yeah. That see that just feels wrong. That, that sour with milk. I just. So, Sonic's doing a, a Sour Patch Kids deal right now. I just don't get it. Huh? I, I have to try. I'll, 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 I never want to knock it before trying it, but I just that doesn't make sense in my brain. Uh, Seth A. Walker says marshmallow. I, I can Ma- get on board with some marshmallow and ice cream. Yeah, why not? I mean, if, if there's if, other stuff, it's already in itself, like so Rocky Road ice cream. Already has some like marshmallow in it. Yeah. So. Are you putting like just straight marshmallows on top of your ice cream? Are you putting marshmallow fluff on it? That's a good point. I guess it would depend on the ice cream. All these, I'm I'm defaulting to vanilla ice cream with the topping. So am I. So I would want marshmallow toasted on vanilla ice cream. I mean, I could see like some sort of, if you were making some sort of s'mores type yeah, topping. With hot fudge, with graham some cracker. graham cracker on yeah. it. Yep. I could see that. Uh, Mason H. Andrews says, not the little ball sprinkles. But rainbow sprinkles, without a doubt, just a classic. The little ball sprinkles hurt your teeth. So they're talking about the like the little. I know what he's cylinder. About. You know, like it's on a cosmic brownie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same kind. Yeah. You don't want those. You want the regular little. Yeah. You know, rainbow sprinkles. Yeah. I I'm not. Those those are one of my favorite toppings on a donut. Really? When I was a kid, every single Sunday, my dad would bring me a sprinkle donut. Wow. Uh, sprinkles just don't do anything for me. They have no flavor. They have zero flavor. They don't bring anything to the dish. They bring a little crunch. I guess There's a little so. texture. There's other things that I would want crunch from. Sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, give us your feedback. What is what is this week's question of the week? Okay, before we get to this week's question okay. of the week. You got some more? I want to I do a follow-up to our ice cream episode. Okay. Because you tried some of the Little I Debbie did, ice cream. I did try. So yes. I want you to kind of tell us what your take on the Little Debbie ice creams. Okay. I have not had oatmeal cream pie yet. It's in my freezer. But I have tried strawberry shortcake. Okay. And the uh, we also have cosmic brownie in our freezer that I haven't tried yet. Uh, and honey bun. So I tried strawberry shortcake and honey bun. I broke my diet because Lauren found it at Walmart, at the Walmarts, yeah. and said... Uh, Said, so do you want me to get some? And I said, yes. Okay. Between those two, which one did you like the best? Strawberry shortcake just tasted like strawberry ice cream. It just struck, yeah. It, it had a little something in there extra, but I, it is I, underwhelming. It is. It is. And I'm not a big strawberry. I guess she liked that one a lot because she loves strawberry ice cream. So that was that was better for her. When I tried the honey bun, it it is it tastes. So much like a honey bun, I was blown away. It does, but it to me, it's just such a mind blowing experience that you're eating it frozen. Yeah, versus it was, it was, it was, it was wow. Uh, now, do I? I think I feel like you may have overhyped it a little bit. It is really good. I don't think it's going to take the place of of some of my other favorites, but it's it's a really strong ice cream though. I don't think I oversold it because it's such a unique thing. It's very, yeah, very unique. There's no way that it can disappoint 
you when you try it. I would say, you know, I hear a lot of people saying the cinnamon, the cinnamon. I would I would not say cinnamon as much as I would just honey bun. Yeah. Like it's because when I think of cinnamon, I'm thinking of that spicy or that, you know, like a cinnamon kind of gum that, you know, when you think of cinnamon flavor, I think of cinnamon gum, that that kind of overwhelming flavor. It is not that at all. So if you're like averse to cinnamon, I think you'll still like it uh, because it's uniquely it's the uniquely honey bun flavor. It it is really good. It is it is absolutely worth getting for sure. Okay, this week's question of the week. Yeah, if you could only have one outdoor game that you play for the rest of your life, Ooh. you can't have any other games. You're choosing one forever. What game is it? Okay, I like that. If you could pick one outdoor game, what would it be? By the way, what 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 would be your ice cream topping? We'll, we'll answer our own questions. What, what what's your what's your go to? Uh, it would have to be hot fudge. Yeah, same here. I I don't get it a lot. No, because I'm like our our one friend that that answered. I don't think most ice creams. Yeah, you know, require that. But, but if I'm going to a froyo place that's got all the toppings there, I'm usually putting hot fudge and either uh, graham cracker crumble or peanuts, crushed peanuts. Again, like at. Uh, a place where you get just a hot fudge sundae. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like it needs the the peanuts yeah. sprinkled on it. I like that. It's extra. Yep. All right. So give us your feedback. We're going to put this on our Twitter and our Instagrams and stuff like that. But uh, you can also email us at feedback at best things pod. We'd love to hear what you think. If you could only pick one outdoor game to play forever, what would it be? Now back to our outdoor conversation. Welcome to the best things. No, no, no. These aren't the best things. These are the worst things. This is this is a hard one to think of worst things, I guess. Um, do you have any off the bat? I've got one. So I would say living where we live, trying to, especially during the middle of the day, it's not a lot of fun. So you go out in the evening, mosquitoes showing up. In the uh, evening, trying to okay, yeah. just—I didn't think about circumstances. <laughs> Bugs can really uh, ruin just a fun time when you're just constantly swatting at mosquitoes and you're yeah, getting bit. Yeah, it ruins a lot of outdoor games and humidity. I'll add humidity to that. Yes, too. when you're just sweating yep. out there trying to enjoy yourself, yeah, that's the worst. Uh, the only other thing I'll add is uh, the only game I have that is the worst: uh, lawn darts. <laughs> Okay, why? <laughs> Just the the complete lunacy of that game, the idea of that. I mean, I get, yeah, there's there's some fun elements to it, but like, <laughs> as clumsy as I am, as much pain as Koob has cost you, Ooh. I don't think we need to be playing lawn darts, <laughs> let alone with kids and stuff like that. Like, there's no sense in us launching <laughs> giant metal darts at each other. <laughs> it just makes no sense. It's it's fun though. I mean, sure. I mean, <laughs> so is shooting guns, but I don't want to do that with certain people at all the time either. Like at some point, you know, you gotta you gotta just think through some of these things. I'm I'm going to include. I have a love hate relationship with this, and that is a potato sack race. Yeah, I'm with you there. They're fun in theory, but I have hurt myself. It's a lot of work, too. (laughs) You want to talk about exerting energy. 
stand in a gunny sack and try to hop yeah. for 50 feet or 100 mm-hmm. feet or whatever. And then, you know, you end up falling down. <laughs> I mean, I have gotten hurt so many times uh, doing that. So I would put potato sack I'd races. I'd put a three-legged race with that, too. Oh, I haven't done one of those in so long. But you yes. get the wrong partner, the wrong height, the wrong speed, or just a, there's a lot of stuff that can it, go wrong with this. It doesn't work well. Yeah, not at all. Okay. Uh, I think I think we can both agree like the worst though is is bugs and humidity. Oh yeah, that, that that'll ruin any outdoor game. Yeah, any any time for sure. All right, bracket up. If you want to be the best, you have to beat the rest. It's time for the best thing bracket. Okay, continuing to play that bumper until CBS sues us. Woo! Or gives us a cease and desist order. We're making it. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Aaron, I believe this was this was your pick. This was so my I pick. Get first pick yep. in the draft. You go. Uh, I'm gonna pick. This man, I didn't. I've got my list here, but I didn't think about putting them in any kind of order. Yeah, that's, I haven't thought of that either. Oh, I, I had one on my list. I forgot. I'm just gonna mention it real quick. Pickleball. Pickleball, oh, growing in popularity. It is. It's a lot of fun. I was given a pickleball set. I've never played. I was given a pickleball set at Christmas and still haven't played it. Yeah, we're building a whole bunch of new courts here in Cersei for it, and uh, it's it's really a lot of fun. Let me add another one that we didn't mention. That's badminton. Oh, yeah? Another Badmin- backyard game. Badminton is also great. Um, but I'm going to go with my number one. I'm going, I'm going wiffle ball. Are you really? Wow. Yeah. Going, going. That go, came out of left field. Going wiffle. <laughs> I see what you did there. I need the butts sound effect. On uh, okay, give me, uh, give me cornhole. That, see, it was between cornhole or wiffle ball. Well, you should have taken cornhole. But I, I think I would. I think, you would, you would choose to play wiffle ball over cornhole. I think I would. You know, I would too. The problem is, you have to have many people. You've got to have many people. You got to have. You have. have, have you have, to have you have to have friends, okay? <laughs> and that, that gets in the way of playing some of these things. Like, well, what can I play by the, myself? The older you get, the fewer friends you've got to go play wiffle ball, you know? Um, okay, my number two pick, I'm going to, you know, I'm going Coob. Dang it, you took mine. Yeah, we're going, and I apparently typed it Jube, but it is Coob with two Bs, by the way. K-U-B-B if K-U-B-B. you want to search yeah. for it and buy it yourself. It's not Cub. <laughs> no, no, it's not. You can always tell the uh, the newbies. You play that cub the game? The nudies? <laughs> I'm sure there's people out there playing nude cube. Uh, that sounds very sounds, dangerous. That sounds, I... that sounds like something, though. Nude cube. <laughs> cube after dark, you know. It'll, yeah. I, it's like those uh, board games, you know, that they now have yeah, all exactly. the adult versions of. That's the cube version. And I'm out on that one. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not playing. I'm not playing it at all. I don't want to see any of that. I don't, well, that's not going to be on ESPN. That's no, nope. Uh, what do you got, number two? Okay, um, man, you took my coob and messed me up. While you're thinking, I forgot about another one. Uh, disc golf. Yeah, I was wondering if you were going to talk talk about. I totally forgot that when about we it. were talking about frisbees. Yeah. This golf is great. I may add that to the bracket. What about uh, what about jump rope? <laughs> How is that fun? I don't. I know. mean, we should add that to the worst. <laughs> we will retroactive. There's another one. Uh, but yeah, I remember jump rope as a kid. I I hated it. 
I remember doing it in PE. Oh, jump rope for heart, baby. I and then I remember watching all the girls. They were into like the double dutch. Yeah. You talk about me breaking something. Oh, yeah, I would hundred percent do that. <laughs> yes, I would fall on my face, trip, cry, be over. Okay, I'm going to take volleyball. Good, good call. That's a good one to go with. Uh, my number three. Yep, my number three. I'm gonna go with. What's our criteria? What, what, what we think is the best all time, or the one we would want to play, or I don't know. I mean, that's a tough question. Yeah, because there's some of these I love. Are are we doing what we're requiring other people to do? Are we going to narrow it down to one for all time? I I mean, yeah, I guess so. Um, man, this is tough. But I'm tetherball is another one. Oh, I have not played tetherball since I was in elementary school. Neither have I. Every time I think about tetherball, which isn't that often, but every time I do it, I remember one of the guys that we used to work with who shared a story. Do you remember this? Do you remember what his nickname was? No. We're talking about Garrett? Yes. Okay. Our friend Garrett. Uh, maybe it's just my memory being able to remember random yeah, things. Yeah, you do have a great memory. <laughs> he told us that he was really good at it, and he was a heftier kid back in the day. Yeah. His nickname when it came to tetherball was Gravy Train. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> that you say that every, loud, I remember it. every time I see tetherball or think of it, I always think of gravy train. Gravy train. <laughs> I'm going disc golf for number three. I, I feel ashamed I didn't even mention it earlier, but uh, I, I would love to say all just disc games in general because I would I would love to put ultimate frisbee, frisbee here and just regular tossing okay. the frisbee around. So do that. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it disc games. Have you ever played the giant outdoor version of Throw Throw Burrito? I have not. Have you seen it? I have seen it. I've wanted to play it. So have I. Yeah. I just now saw, I saw that in one of the things I was reading. There was a sponsored ad for it. Yeah. Um. Okay, this is my... Which, which Throw Throw, you're sponsoring these these websites. You sponsor us. Sponsor us. This is my third pick. This is number three for you, sir. Okay. Give me mini golf. Oh, man. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with my fourth and final pick. I'm going to go with the great athletic competition that is pickleball. Well, uh, croquet. Going croquet. That's what I was going to take. Yeah. I, I, I had that moment of realization, like, you haven't played pickleball, you're not going to vote for pickleball, so I'm going to go croquet. <laughs> here's another one I just I'm saw. Try, I'm trying to rig the you, game. You're, you're playing the, yeah, you're playing the game. Uh, here's another one that I saw that we didn't even talk about. How about hide-and-seek? Oh, my gosh. Well, see, I don't think of that as exclusively an outdoor game. Like you can No, play you, you can play it anywhere. Yeah. But we would always play it outdoor after dark. Yeah. And it was always a lot of fun. Of course, when you think of that, you think like tag or freeze tag. Freeze tag. And, there's yeah. one. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. <clears throat> uh, lots of energy expended again. It's one oh, of those yeah. games I haven't played since Great. I was yeah. uh, 10 years old. Yeah. Um, All right, you got one more. I've got one more. And it's going to be? If I hadn't have mentioned uh, whatever I just mentioned, because <laughs> I was thinking of what it was. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, kickball. Kickball. I want to give an honorable shout out though to Spikeball uh, because it is a lot of fun to watch. 
All right, that gives us wiffle ball versus kickball. Ooh, that's a good matchup. It is. A tough one, but it's a good one. Um, I'm going in that matchup, I'm going with kickball. I think just because I think it's easier for a group of people probably to play. It's the same game. It's the same game. Hmm. I don't know. That's really hard. And the other thing, I mean, because you know when you get one of them big guys that can really level, I mean, everybody backs up. You can send one of those kickballs deep. Yeah, but you can do that with the... You, you, you can not, do that with a wiffle ball, too. You're not hitting a wiffle ball. Okay, I think we're going to have to go to, to our favorite website, then. Okay. Right off the bat. Let's do it. Uh, let's see. I'm rooting for the upset here. Okay. We're looking at the article, The 20 Best Lawn Games to Upgrade Your Outdoor Party. So we'll see if, if it... Ooh, if this, neither of these may be this, in that. Yeah. Uh... Uh-huh. Maybe, 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 maybe not. I see a lot of the games on here. Neither one of these have made it yet. Wow. Yeah, these are going to be games you have to, like, purchase somewhere. Let me see if there's another one. Let's see. Here's one of the best outdoor games you played as a kid. It's got to be there. This may be on here. I played both of those as a kid. Yeah. Um, let's see. Man, there's a lot of games here we didn't mention. Tug of War. Oh, I forgot about Tug of War. Um, man, I don't see either of these here yet. Four Square is another one I forgot about. Four Square. Man, our students have been loving yeah. Four Square. Okay, it's not in either of these lists. Okay. I, kn- I know what we do. We rock, paper, scissors for it. Oh! Okay, This is this is a... Let's do this. We'll do three, since this is an audio podcast and people can't watch us, uh, I'll do a three, two, one. We got to say it. Okay. Okay. Yep. For for the listeners. Yep. Okay. All right. I have to remember what beats what after we say it. I'm not used to that. All right. Three, two, one. Rock. Paper. You win. Paper beats rock. That means wiffle ball moves on. Man, never win those. Wow. Okay. Uh, next up, we have cornhole versus croquet. I want to pick croquet just because of my memories of it. But cornhole's so fun. Yeah. It, it's so simple. Very, you can take it anywhere. Yeah. It's easy to move. You can play a quick game. You can play, yes. So, way to go, croquet. Thank you for making it this far. Thank you for reminding me about how fun you are. I'm going to play you this year. Yeah, we, we commit to that. We're going to play this summer. But I think cornhole should move on. All right, next up, volleyball versus disc games. Man, I love – we play volleyball so much every year. Yeah. It's just smacking the ball, spiking on someone. Yeah, volleyball is a lot of fun. I'm, I'm voting for volleyball too. I think it moves on easy. But the disc games, again. Yeah, <sighs> just the simplicity of tossing a Frisbee. Remember the, the game that, that we, me and my brother invented called Tisby? Yes. Where you play uh, – Yes. You, you, pl- you go – okay, I got to talk about Tisby for a second. Um, I, I need to tell my brother – I don't know if he listens regularly to the show, but I got to tell him to listen to this one because he, he comes up a lot in this one. Um, but you go onto a tennis court, and you don't need rackets or balls. You just need a Frisbee. It needs to be a fairly heavy-duty Frisbee, yeah. like an ultimate Frisbee-type Frisbee. Not Dollar Tree. No. And you hop out there. It's best played with, with two people, so so pairs, couples, doubles. Doubles. Couples, yep. uh, doubles, Could be couples. Uh, but you you serve like you would a, a tennis, but yeah, yeah, behind the line, you just serve it over the net. 
it's got to land in the uh, in the net, or it can't you know go out. The other team catches it and has to immediately serve it right back, and it's just a back and forth game, and you can't hold it for longer than like two or three seconds. And uh, it is a workout. It's a workout. I mean, you are yeah. constantly running and diving and moving and catching and throwing and uh, a lot of fun. If you've never, well, you've obviously probably never played it because we invented it, but that was a long time ago. That's, yeah, that's probably. 15 years, years at least. Uh-huh. Um, okay, we got Coob versus Mini Golf. Oh, man. This is a tough matchup. I, I'm going I'm going with Coob for I, the one reason that you can, again, it's an easily travelable game. Yeah. You, ha- you have to go somewhere to play Mini right. Golf. Yeah. I would love someday to be one of those kind of people. I have a Mini Golf course built in my backyard, but... We- we ordered one of these on Amazon. You can get little cups with the flags. And you can make your own mini golf course in your house or in oh, wow. your yard. I mean, it's harder in your yard, you know. Yeah. But you can do it in your house. That'd be fun. We did that one time. Uh, all right, Coob moves on. So we find ourselves uh, on your you, – you have a side of the bracket. I have a side. So you got to make a choice between cornhole and volleyball. Volleyball. Volleyball advances. i got a choice between wiffle ball and Coob. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Coob. As much as I like wiffle ball, I think for the same reason you you said, like you got to have, you got to. It Coob is easily travelable. Yeah, you can play it with a smaller group of people if you want to. You don't need anything special. Wiffle ball, you got to get out the bats and the wiffle balls, and you got to have a bunch of people. And so I'm gonna. And go. And that's the one negative to volleyball is yeah. that there's more stuff required. There's more people required. Right. So you know cornhole again, you can take it with you. Two of you can play it. Yeah. So our finals matchup here, Coob versus Volleyball. Uh, we want to try a 3-2-1, see where we get? Yes. You got you got a decision made up? I do. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, Coob. Volleyball. Okay. Well, I have a feeling uh, we, we're going to go to Ranker, but I have a feeling I know that... Um, and again, if you have a group of people... I love playing volleyball. If you have a smaller crew of people, make it Coob. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's going to be a lot of people. Yeah, obviously volleyball moves on. Coob's not going to be on that list. Uh, so volleyball, congratulations. You are the winner. You're the best thing. You're the best outdoor game. Congratulations. You did it. Uh, but, yeah, there's there's a lot of people who have never played Coob. And uh, give it a shot. You absolutely need to it's give not it a that shot. expensive. It's, it's, no. it's fairly it's really affordable. Uh, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It, it's a whole lot easier than trying to get volleyball set up to play. Yeah, that's I, true. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is. Absolutely is. Um Okay. Well, we got one more matchup ahead. Let's see. This should be interesting. Actually, it's probably gonna be a no contest, but it may be the best thing today, but is it the best thing of all time? It's time for the best thing battle. Okay, we have our matchup today in this corner, volleyball. Woo! In the other corner, the defending champion, cookie dough peanut butter cup ice cream. Oh. <laughs> Two totally opposite <laughs> things here. So very opposite. Um, one burns calories, one adds calories. <laughs> one you taste sand, one you taste ice cream. I don't feel like this is much of a contest. I don't think it is either. I think we're we're both in agreement, yeah. right? Cookie dough peanut yeah. butter cup ice cream 
in a landslide. Uh-huh. Continues uh-huh. its reign. Oh, my gosh. So this is its second win. This is number two. Yeah. It's got three three more weeks it can be there before it's retired to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the Hall of Hall of, Hall of Hall of Game. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. Wow. Uh, that, was, that was a good one. That, that, one, that one was a, honestly a trip down memory lane. Hundred percent. I was kind of surprised. I wasn't just, expecting that. Just thinking about some of those games again, going back to your childhood. I know. I'm sure we left more off. As you can just continue to look down through here, I see other things. Yeah, yard pong. Yes. Um, there was a couple of giant connect four. Uh, giant jenga. Yeah, giant jenga. Just in the, being in the sprinkler. Slip and slide. Slip and slide. We forgot slip and slide. That's a great. That is a really summer good activity. Yeah, that's a lot um, of fun. But these are the things that just you know. Now we're into the we're into the summer season. Yeah. No matter which of these, I think it's just good. Get out of the house. Yeah. Get into nature with your family. Into the backyard. Get off the electronics. Mm-hmm. You know, and spend some time connecting and doing fun things like this. Yeah, I feel like I need to play sappy music behind you. Just yeah, you, know, well. you, you get sentimental and you get outside and just go, go be go be one with go camping. Go go take a hike. Yeah, go walk. You did a lot of walking <laughs> last week. <laughs> uh, so yeah, get outside. Anything else we need to tell the peoples? No, a- a- except answer our question of the week. Yes, please do. There's only one game that you can have for the rest of uh, for the rest of time. Yeah. What would it be? What is it? Uh, We would love to know. All right. That'll do it for The Best Things. I'm Craig. I'm Aaron. Talk at you next time. Adios. Thanks for listening to The Best Things Podcast. If you liked today's episode, give it a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. You can also find us on all the socials at Best Things Pod and listen to full episodes on YouTube. To hear your opinion on the podcast, email us at feedback at bestthingspod.com or tap the link in the episode notes to leave us a voicemail and you can hear your voice on an upcoming episode of the podcast.